Matt Cresco. That, that had been pretty far back. About to hop in the shower and hear my doorbell ring. In parentheses. He's Didn't even know like I a, had a doorbell. In parentheses. <laughs> two chicks that just moved in next door. Oh, we're pulling up. Said message. they were having people over and asked if I wanted to come and have beers and s'mores. Closest I've been to yet to willingly breaking phase one. Sometimes I just ask myself, why? <laughs> <laughs> okay. You did get a so, The big win out of that is that you realize you have a doorbell. You're fucking stupid. Restart phase one tomorrow. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, so here's the thing. Uh, First off, you, you you guys just opened up a can of worms why for like going back and reading text messages <laughs> on a recording. Okay, that one wasn't too bad, was it? Why, should I not have done that? Do we need to do that? Why didn't you just go over there and not have a beer? Explain the situation and then carry out the act. So Very I, true. It was already like nine o'clock at night. Okay, what does I, that have to do with anything? I had to wake up at five o'clock in the morning for some. You didn't have five stuff. minutes to kill. For <laughs> <laughs> magic time. I guess I didn't think about it like that. <laughs> yep. So uh, Matt calls it magic time. So uh, actually, no, it was from Craig Valentine. It's what it's called by a lot of people, Dan. So fuck off. <laughs> Magic so, Matt. I took a picture. So Magic Matt has magic time. <laughs> so guys, I got into some exciting news. We're getting an intern. Oh, for uh, for professional? Yes. Oh, really? So this guy, his name is Salvi. You talked to him? <laughs> and I talked Let's to Sal. Go. <laughs> so it's this guy that like plays in a different division of volleyball with us, but is just like our fucking like cheerleader for everything we totally. do. Right, he sits there at volleyball, just gets drunk and cheers us on at all times. Like he doesn't play. No, uh, he plays on a different side. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, and so he, I was talking to him about it. I was like, dude, I was like, first off, he's like 26 or 27, has a very like yeah. steady career. But I was like, do you want to be our intern? <laughs> and he was like, what does that entail? I was like, I don't know. You probably just like sit there. Whatever the fuck we with, tell you. With a laptop. <laughs> and then like when we're looking shit up, and Dan's making up facts out of his ass. You Google it and you tell us what's <laughs> yeah, right and what's right. wrong. Yeah. Actually, all my facts are facts. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna try out Sal. Sal V is gonna be on the pod and he's gonna be an intern. When so, does he start? Uh, he was gonna come today, uh, but he gets out of work at four thirty. Well, now he's off he's, to a rough start. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Unpaid internship. <laughs> go ahead and tick that on HR. But he said he's gonna start getting off early on Wednesdays and he'll be here by four thirty. No. That's awesome. Well, hell yeah. That's yeah. awesome. So we'll try it out. I don't know. He might suck. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's better it's than in, our current it's an intern. intern. So, yeah. yeah, better than our current intern. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what uh, what else is going on? What well, isn't going on, dude? Dude, I, I feel like I am so slammed right now with work. Like, November is a crazy month just because of Thanksgiving. I go out to California twice. Uh, our last race, like, I guess Midwest is this weekend. So I got that going on. I had two projects I had to deliver by November 1st. I have three big projects I have to deliver by November 30th. And I'm like, it's all kind of coming down in a hurry and there's not a lot of time. So, yeah. Yeah. Then some other stuff I don't really kind of want to delve into on the pod, but some exciting stuff for my future potentially. Oh, yeah. So we'll see what Yeah, I got there. that text. You want me to read it out loud on air? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have to be really careful yeah. now because I feel like Matt's going to go back and uh, say, I have right, nothing here's what Bob to said. hide. You have nothing to hide? Speaking of text messages, I sent this to you guys yesterday and nobody really responded on it. What was it? It was, how come chicks can sit there and like send each other like revealing photos? Be like, oh, what do you think? You know, oh, I just got a boob job, blah, blah, blah. I send one dick pic to Dan <laughs> and it's considered fucking gay. <laughs> I so I don't. Did gay. someone call you gay? I'm just saying, like society anybody, would call me gay. Oh, society would call. When you, you gay. sent me that dick pic, I did not say it was gay. Okay, 
I didn't know what it was. I mean, I didn't know homo it. That's what I was like a little weird about, but… Not just, that there's anything wrong with that. No, no there's nothing wrong nothing with it. Nothing wrong at all. with all. <laughs> no, no, so there's nothing wrong with it. It's just the fact of being homosexual or not by yes. sending a friend that. Yeah, what's the hypocrisy of it? How come dudes aren't allowed to do I think, that? I think, bros, send your dick pics. Send everyone listening out there, all 50 of you, <laughs> if you're listening to this. Hold on, let me get you guys a phone number Send your quick. best buddy a pic of your dick. 314 no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. You can guess the last four. Um, yeah, guys, don't be afraid to send dick pics to your buddies. That's Especially if, hey, does this look okay? <clears throat> what if there was something like on it and you're like, dude, the fuck's going on here? <laughs> Do you guys that, wasn't the case. that wasn't the then case. Did, did you guys ever one. watch Blue Mountain State? <laughs> I watched some on of that. Spike TV? A, yeah, no. Oh, there's a whole episode about taking the perfect dick pic. Gotta get that angle. Yeah. 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 That angle for like full picture, not just the dick. You gotta I always do get panoramic it the scenery. Scenery. Yeah. So I, I gave I gave Matt some shit on on the old like lighting thing one time. He's like, put this in your spank bank. That was his uh and he sent me a picture of him shirtless. <laughs> <laughs> You're joking. No, so, yeah, joking. He really did. He really did. He goes, put How this recent in, was this? He took a picture of him shirtless. He says, put this in your spank bank. <laughs> he did. He can't deny it. And I go, bro, that's just the lighting. <laughs> so a little context around this. There's no context. There's no context. I looked fucking good. See, listen, if you can send a dick pic to your boys and it'd be all good. You can send a shirtless pic. Oh <laughs> Tell them to put it in their spank bank. No, the context was he came in one day and he goes. He didn't believe I was. Uh, he goes ten percent body fat. He goes, I'm this percent body fat. I, so I Google like male X amount percent body fat, and these are like fucking dudes on the front of Fitness Magazine. I'm like, dude, that, that you're no, you're not. I mean, the fucking machine's broken clearly because this dude is what you're saying that you are, and he's on the front of of magazine. So. Yeah. Yeah. And he sent me a shirtless pic and oh, that's awesome. Told me to put it in the spank bank, which I did. Great. Anything else, guys? Um, I have something business related, yeah, ish that I think is pretty interesting. So Zillow reported their earnings yesterday. So you would think like houses have been selling like fucking crazy. They started buying up houses to flip and resale, and their earnings came back with a loss of like five hundred and fifty million dollars. So and how? Basically, they say that from they, their buying and selling, from buying and trying to flip them. Yeah. So what they basically the CEO came out and said is that they don't feel like their pricing model is good enough to determine home values. It's yeah. A, I mean that's that's the that's thing. So so when I worked corporate um, before I started my business, we worked. There was a division that was an appraisal management company. What they would do is they would look at appraisals and make sure that they check out. Yeah. And so anybody that was using Zillow values was fucking high, is what they would say. Because and but Zillow was probably buying based off of their Z estimate or whatever, yeah, yeah. which is wrong. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> By like, you know, my house it was twenty k off or whatever whenever we got appraised. So interesting um, that they're probably buying. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they're probably so, buying for market value and then trying to sell for yeah, exactly. So to go off that, it says that they're actually like shutting down the home buying. Completely. Unit. Yep. yep and then they're going to cut. Uh, so the they're just going to cut their losses by, with all their home sales they've got and just get and, them out. And then because them. of that, their company is cutting 20% of its workforce. Yeah. they yeah. Their, stock dro- their stock dropped 24% today. Wow. So a quarter of their value. That's super in interesting. One day. 
that's incredible right. for a company yeah. that's just like known for real estate. And for me, what I mean, like, obviously, synonymous with it. You you're looking for another rental property. Dan just bought a house. I'm looking for a house, and yeah. I'm sitting here thinking like, if Zillow. Oh, oh my god. Fuck, Colin. God Jeez. damn. <laughs> and I heard that shit typing earlier, and I'm like, dude, you better turn that off. I thought in my head. Oh me. All right. Okay. No. So, uh, so here's there's at least three of us. Bobby's probably. Oh yeah, you're looking for yep. a rental deal too. So it's like now, the a company that you think would be able to value homes is saying, eh, we don't really know how to do that, and we're out here <clears throat> trying to buy houses, and it's like, is this the start of the bubble is like, is the bubble going to pop? Well, so I don't think that they're, I don't think that they're a company that can value homes. I think that they're taking aggregated data and valuing homes that way. Um, plus based off of, you know, hey, home values, overall sold values have increased by X amount of percent. So they're probably taking what the whole house sold last time around, plus some aggregated data of home sales nearby and then throwing out a number, which isn't always accurate. I think that their model Really isn't that so? It's it's hard to it's just interesting to say that they can do that. Very the amount of data that they must see compared to what we see has got to be so much more. Right. So it's just to me, it's interesting. It's just weird that yeah. they were off by that much. Yeah. Like that's a big number. Oh, huge! Uh, and speaking of which, anybody out there that's interested in house hacking um, or understanding what that is, it's essentially buying a duplex, renting out the top to start a real estate portfolio, and basically living for free. Uh, we've got a guy coming on, uh, Craig Kurlop, who is essentially one of the big reasons that I ended up house hacking, at least his book was. He's coming on the 17th, so that'll drop the 23rd of November. That's going to be a super interesting one. But while we're on this topic, have you, and Dan, I think I talked to you about this. I have been absolutely obsessed with something that's called rental arbitrage. Have you heard of this? Uh, just a little bit from TikTok. But. So... Um, I've been doing kind of a deep dive into it. And the idea is you don't own any real estate. Uh, and there's actually a guy that's super popular on TikTok right now that uh, does it at a massive scale. But you go to a place, whether it's a house, whether it's a um, multi-unit, whether it's a condo, and you rent out. So you sign a lease for them. And then you say, hey, uh, you know, you make sure that there's a clause in there to sublet it. And then you Airbnb it out. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, some places are very strict on it, like certain areas like won't let you do it, period. But <clears throat> if you know how to sell it right, which is the fact that, hey, we're screening every person that comes in, uh, we're actually going to get it professionally clean multiple times a month. It's going to be in better condition. We're going to furnish it. We're going to make it look good for you. And you're going to all, you already have vacancies, right? Yeah. So especially if it's in a nicer, like a uh, big condo complex, um, there's a lot of reasons they should do it. But it's an interesting, so I'm, I'm sitting there looking, researching, and it's showing that on average, if you do it right, you can probably make about a thousand to two thousand dollars a month. That's paying all the servicing fees out. You just have to have the money up front to put down a month's rent, yeah, and then furnish the place, right? You got to decorate it for whatever, and then, um, but actually, I forgot who was my, my buddy was talking about this as a side thing, and I was thinking about it like you don't have to have much money down because you can go to Ashley Furniture right now every single piece of furniture possible, including some decorations from there. And if it's, um, what is it? If it's more than $2,000, they'll do like a five-year, no interest, anything on it. Hmm. So you literally, you can pay, you can use all of your profits to start paying that off and not have to have much money to do it up front. 
interesting concept, and I'm I think I, I think I'm gonna fuck with it a little bit and try it out just to see like I mean fuck it if it's that and you can get somebody to manage it do all that if it's an extra one to two k that's super scalable all you just need is enough capital to get it going. That's something I do find super interesting because like Airbnbs are illegal in Las Vegas. Isn't that wild? Really? I would yeah. never guess that in Las Vegas proper. <clears throat> hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. So that's what I find like super interesting about the Airbnb. I just thought it was like good to go everywhere. But it's not actually. Well, I mean that, like, if what, Sal what was Matt's here, talking he about doing, fact check that for me. But well, I'm when, not sure that's true. what Matt's talking about doing uh, carries a little bit of risk in in regards of homeowners associations might change their rules. Like yeah. I bought a house at the Lake of the Ozarks, and the reason why I bought the house versus a condo is because a lot of the condos have rules against Airbnb yeah, yeah. rentals or short term rentals. They'll let you do long term rentals, but will they let you do like a weekend rental? Probably not. So. There is a little bit of risk because if they end up selling the entire complex or something like that, a new property management company comes in and says they change it and you're locked in the lease. Yeah, There's ways around that. Yeah, there's ways around it. The big thing is you have to make sure that written in the contract is the ability to sublet, right? Like you have it written in. You definitely don't want to go in apparently and just like, you know, start a relationship with a guy and have a handshake agreement. But very interesting. Anyway, uh, I went on a little rant about that, but it's a it's it's a cool opportunity to. You're passionate about it, right? But now. yeah, I, no, am. I actually I'm, I actually I'm think it's super it. cool. I mean, I'm learning a lot right now about like so. Basically, I've always been like a debt free type guy. Like I never want to carry any debt. Mm-hmm. But I'm beginning to realize like if you if you leverage mm-hmm. debt correctly, you can make a fucking shitload of money. Yeah. Like, well, that's why there's been so many bankruptcies. <laughs> for like these super wealthy guys yeah. is because they're leveraging debt and then it didn't work out or something yeah, like yeah. that. But you have to like, okay, we're not saying, hey, go to Ashley Furniture and get, yeah, fuck, yeah. by the way, fuck Ashley Furniture for the record. <laughs> they like, I bought not like, a $2,000 table. And, yeah, never. Never. <laughs> Anti-sponsor. Um, anyways, so if you're saying, hey, I'm going to go take that debt on because that debt will be covered by cash flow, I think yeah. that's a little bit different situation yeah, than I think saying you- like, oh, I'm just going to do it and have this monthly payment. Yeah, if you can cash flow it, it's a no-brainer, I feel like. Yeah, that's the thing. So it will be a risk, um, but everything I've heard about like Airbnb, and this is even slow season, it's like one, if you get it up and running, it's going to book itself. Yeah. So if you get all the legality and you get the money and you get it decorated, like that's the hardest part. Like everything else is just can be put on autopilot for the most part. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. Um, but yeah, that being said, you know, obviously, I got to focus on my business. Yeah. And not all these other businesses. Right? You know, mm-hmm. not necessarily be a jack of all trades. Oh. Which is a good <laughs> he is trying so transition. Hard. That's, not, that's really not a good transition. Try hard. Okay. Yeah. Pew, 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 pew. Okay. He didn't so, fuck anything up when he said it this time. So, so. we'll get into no. the uh, the actual that show. That was good content. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to get into the show? I'm going to talk about content. Content. You tell me. Yes. The answer is yes. We good? Let's go. Okay. Let's fucking go. So today uh, is Wednesday, November 2nd, and this is episode 59. It's, We're gonna... no, it's November 3rd. Is it? Yeah. Damn, dude. This, today, month, this today month's only. flying by. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe it. <laughs> Seems like yesterday. <laughs> the whole 33% more than I thought it was. <laughs> okay. All right. So, uh, Jack of all trades, master of none. That's going to um, that's going to be the topic of today. Uh, you guys got any quotes for this? Go ahead. I actually got one. Um, 
and this is this is actually from uh, Tim Ferriss's book, Four Hour Work Week, that I've been getting into, and it kind of related to it. So he just says in here, conditions are never perfect. Someday is a disease that will take your dreams to the grave with you. Pro mm-hmm. and con lists are just as bad. If it's important to you and you want to do it, quote unquote, eventually, just do it in correct course along the way. Um, I have kind of like an interesting thought on this because I, I uh, watched some TEDx video or TED Talks today uh, about the jack of all trades, master of none. And there were some interesting concepts on all sides. And whenever I just read this, it just made me think, especially with over this last year, like you just got to go do some shit eventually instead of just focusing on only one thing. I, I do think you have to focus on multiple things, but you have to figure out, okay, what are what do you really want to be good at? So I just like that quote, especially reading that book right now. Yeah, and to talk about Tim Ferriss, like he's one where it's, you know, master of one thing for a year, you can be in what? Top 5% of anything in the world mm-hmm. with one year of dedicated focus of being trying to be a master at one thing. So I think that's super interesting. It is. Tim Ferriss, uh, like the professional development Swiss army knife, essentially, because mm-hmm. he's done so much shit. So mm-hmm. uh, my quote is, Jack of all trades, master of none, though often better than master of none. Oh. Did you, t- is that the one you were going to well, use? Well, so I was actually going to, I was going to say my quote is jack of all trades with master of none and then stop <laughs> and let you, <laughs> let you guys laugh it off for a second. <laughs> Good one, Dan. <laughs> but then I was going to bring up that as well. So go ahead. I'll let you say your, your piece. I was going to say not many people say the rest of that quote. Right. So I, but I do believe that, um, cause we're, it's this episode is called Jack of All Trades, Master of None, and we're going to get into both sides of it, though. And I think that there are benefits to be able to, you know, have different industries and areas that you can focus on, especially when it talks about, we're talking about creating multiple streams of income. Yeah, and mine kind of leads a little bit that way, too. It's, I'm not a jack of all trades. I'm a master of many. I don't feel there is anything I can't do if I want to by the great evil Knievel. Mm. Ooh, Nice. And that goes with the the 5%. Like, if you want to do something, go fucking do it. Do it well. Put some focus into it. But, like, Tim Ferriss has been able to win ballroom dancing and fucking karate competitions or something. And he got fucking COVID, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Got it last week. He'd been trying to avoid it this whole time, and he got it. Tim Ferriss? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, but let me speak to this real quick. So, when it says, but oftentimes, uh, what am I fucking saying? Oftentimes better than a master of one. Like that piece of the quote, I think is is important to look at because the oftentimes would be, you know, let's say you get really fucking good at something and then that one thing becomes antiquated, right? Like that skill set is no longer valuable. Um, Like probably like a blacksmith or something. You know what I mean? Like it it gets antiquated and so you lose that value. And if you're not searching for those other things to do um, and, and get good at and to add to your you know, skill set, I think that that's where that... We might be on the flip side of this, right? I mean, what we're obviously going to talk about, um, let's just roll with this, right? Like, why is it a good thing to have different things that you can specialize in? And I think one of those reasons is if you look at people uh, that have one career path, right? And this is always people that uh, mostly in the corporate world, you know, they're a staff accountant and they're a senior accountant, you know, and then they're a controller or whatever, junior controller, whatever the fuck that uh, that title is. And then all of a sudden, they want to make an uh, industry shift. Then all of a sudden, they want to do something else. It's really difficult when you get down in your career if you've only been doing one thing yeah. 
to shift in that career. And I, I've, I've talked to multiple people, multiple people who have done it. Uh, and the way to do it is to take a pay cut and start from the bottom in that career. So I don't really know how you navigate that in the corporate world, but I figured I mean, throw it out there. I feel like that is a tricky deal in the corporate world because I feel like you have those guys that are that are employees that are like, they, they do everything, kind of run around. They're a sales guy, but they're also fixing <clears throat> something over here. And then they feel like their value is higher because of that. But at the end of the day, like say you're a sales guy doing all these things. Oh, well, sorry, you didn't hit your sales numbers. So yeah, I can't give you that raise, even well, though you bust your ass doing all these other things. So it is a tricky position for well, an employee. Well, let's say yeah. you're an accountant, right? And then you're going to pigeonhole yourself, pigeonhole yourself into the accounting path. Okay, so now you can be, you can grow up and, and be a CFO or something like that. But let's say you were the accountant, and then you wanted to help with the in, being integrated um, or the integration with the accounting software that's coming on on board with your corporation. And then from there, now you know that piece and now you know the system a little bit better. And now you could either go the accounting path or you can become an integration specialist. You know what I mean? So there's always those opportunities where, yeah, you have this this thing that you're a master of, but there's always opportunities that pop up where you could put your hand in there and, and learn something new and that's going to add value to you long term. Yeah, 100%. So, so what are the disadvantages of having your eggs in too many baskets? <laughs> So I was going to, like, the way I look at it is if I'm going to hire a contractor, right, am I going to hire Joe Schmo who can do it all or am I going to hire a plumber to come in and plumb my whole fucking yeah. house? Like a actual plumber that knows what the fuck they're doing. Or Joe Schmo that can do drywall, plumbing, roofing, decking. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, that. in that case, you're kind of like, I really want a specialist. I really, and so your value is much higher, I think, Whenever, or you're highly desired. Whenever you have people that need that skill set, or, or yeah, you know. I agree. Look at our world, right? Um, for recruiting, you can go to somebody that's a specialist in recruiting, or you can go to somebody that's a generalist. And if I'm looking for somebody uh, in the mortgage world, and I need somebody yesterday in the mortgage world, and I've got a guy that does ten different industries, and I've got Dan Griner who is. Uh, quoted as one of the top mortgage recruiters yeah. in the country. Quoted by Matt Christian. Which guy am I going to go to? I'm going to the fucking specialist, right? Yeah, I got some good stories. Any last 45 too. minutes. So yeah. the, the interesting <laughs> right. part though that I think like as business owners, when when you're developing your business though, you do have to be a jack of all trades because you don't have that capital or the overhead to employ somebody to to be a specialist at this or at that. So I think that it, it should be I think a lot of entrepreneurs or very successful business owners kind of are a jack of all trades. Obviously, probably their best trait is managing or leading, but you have to know the ins and outs of every part of your business, I think, in order to be successful. So I think that's, I feel like I'm kind of a jack of all trades. I wouldn't say I'm a master of none. I think there's some that I'm really good at, but I hope that as I grow my business, as I start new businesses, I'm able to kind of focus in on what's going to make me the most money, if that yeah. makes sense. No. And Hunter, did you want to say something? No, you're good. Go for it. Yeah. I, I was just going to say, yeah, I think that's a really good point because as a starting out as a business owner, you have to wear every fucking hat that yeah. there is. So you have to do a little bit of accounting. You know, you have to do the IT side of it and manage the website and all the bullshit, uh, which realistically, I think that's what makes business owners and like self-employed people like incredibly unique because that is the, sh it's the, it's the shittiest time. 
when you have to do everything and you can't focus on what you're really good at or growing the business or doing anything else. Uh, But having that experience, um, I believe, is also the thing that makes you successful down the road because you understand the different areas of the business. Yes, for sure. And I I feel that a lot right now with the current position that I'm in uh, with Aflac as far as I mean, I have someone that I've hired. I told you guys this. They, they start on Monday, which is a, a massive, it's going to be a massive win for me being able to focus on the stuff that I need to because there is so much that I've had to do over the last four months that is way, way below what I'm worth as yeah. far as um, and, and a business owner within Aflac. So having that person on here, I basically what I did is I took and I listed out on a Word document every single thing that I do as a regional sales coordinator with them, everything to like literally entering in leads for people that I'm contacting via Indeed and then updating those leads. So whenever I have this person that comes on board, it's also nice whenever as entrepreneurs, you do hire someone because you're not asking anyone to do anything that you haven't already done and that you know how to do. Mm-hmm. So it becomes really easy to say, hey, here's what we expect of you and here, let me teach you how to do it and be able to show them what that looks like. So putting those things into those buckets for me of, like I have three buckets of things that are going to make me really, really good at my job. I have to acquire quality talent. I have to develop leaders and I have to manage our existing book. And I'm going to only focus on three things in each category that are really going to grow the business. Everything else is stuff that someone else should be doing. Yep. So you need to be able to be good at all of that stuff. But at the end of the day, we have to figure out how to delegate that to other people. Yeah, and I I just actually bought a book. Um, it wasn't really a book. It's a Harvard Harvard Business Review, like best of twenty twenty, on management strategies. <clears throat> and so that's kind of my goal now is to focus more on the management skill set than all yeah. the skill sets. Because you're gonna uh, over time, if you're gonna be successful, you're gonna build a skill set a skill set on top of another skill set on top of another skill set. And so now it's kind of like Matt and I went out to lunch the other day just to talk about fucking trying to to manage people a little bit better. And and I think it was effective and, you know, it's yeah, just something new to us. Um, you guys are kind of at the, like, the tipping point, I feel like, of like employees to like, <clears throat> how are we going to handle this amount of people and make sure that they are being effective and still keeping yeah. the culture? Well, that I mean, that's the biggest thing is like, you know, you want to keep the culture, but our culture is so, at least at least my side for sure is, is pretty loose with, you know, we're friends and things like that, but we're realizing, okay, we need to start separating ourselves a little bit from that and, and have some detachment there um, so that we can create a scalable culture. Cause right now you're not going to be able to scale the culture that we have at the end of the day. I can't um, wait till you guys are like as big as Google and you have like chefs. Yeah. That's in like mm. 40 employees. Yeah. I'll have a chef. Oh, yeah. Dan will okay. still go out to eat for lunch. I was thinking about it. I think I'm going to have a chef. And then I'm also going to have one of my perks for my employees is going to be we're going to have a full-time house cleaner that will go like from house to house to house and clean everybody's homes that works. That probably wouldn't be that expensive either. No. That's a good perk, right? That's a pretty sweet benefit. I'll hook you up with my Airbnb guy. Shoot <laughs> <laughs> discount rate. Um, he walks around shirtless though. <laughs> He has to be under 10% body fat for sure. Yeah, so it is an interesting dynamic because it's it's very easy to argue for both sides, right? So in what circumstances are you putting too many eggs in too many baskets, right? It goes back to the one thing. Uh, And then in what circumstances are you just too singularly focused? Well, I guess you can't be, right? Well, I think think the problem is is there's people 
probably more so employees that they zone in and say, this is what I'm doing. This is what I was hired for. And I'm not doing anything fucking else. So if you go to approach them to do something, they have no desire to learn that other skill. Yeah. That's it. Like that's, they're fucking really, really good at that. But if something comes up like Dan's saying, we're like, okay, society's got to change and this is going to come obsolete in the next five years. Like you need to figure something out. Yeah. And I think maybe it's an age thing. Maybe at a certain point of your life or your career, you're like, I don't have the desire to learn another skill set that I need to move forward. So that's, I think that comes into play. What you just said, desire, right? Like I don't have the desire to do that. <clears throat> like when we start out, like we don't have the desire to do fucking bookkeeping or, yeah. or whatever it is, but we're forced to do that. And then I wish I would have done more research on it, but it's like you read just about any book on how our brains work. It's like if you become competent, just competent, like get the level of confidence in any in competence in any other new skill, you create new neural pathways, like new ways that your brain can just connect things that it wasn't able to connect before from the outside world. So it's like we're literally putting ourselves in the position to like become at least competent in all these different areas of life, which essentially is making us fucking geniuses, right? Is that is that? I do feel like I get smarter as I get older. I do too. I mean, by the time I'm fifty, it'd probably be fucking genius. Just, I mean, it'd be ridiculous. Like Albert Einstein, it's gonna be ridiculous. I, I interviewed this guy today who was talking about, and he like looked at me with hesitancy as he said it, and he was like, "I really don't." want my kids to go to college. And he's like, is that weird? And I go, no, fuck college. I was like, you don't, he, they don't need a degree to go do any of this shit. And uh, I mean, everything that we want to learn is at the, I mean, it's in here, dude. Like yeah. it's in our phones, it's in our computers, it's in books that have been written. And uh, so people are so used to just running and they go work eight to five and then they get off work and they go to happy hour, they go home and then they're just stuck with like nothing wrong with their kids. Like you spend time with your kids and stuff like that. And they just, it's the rat race. They're on yeah. the hamster wheel and they never take a step off to figure out if there's something else that they could be doing that they actually love. And I actually saw a post from uh, one of the guys who attended our first mastermind, uh, John Gibbs with mm -hmm. uh, Logo Daddy. And he I don't know if you saw his post that he put up today on Facebook, but he just posted a picture of this machine that was going to like fold and organize like 700 shirts per hour or something like that. And he's like, he's like, since employees won't show up and he like posts yeah. this picture and I'm like, I wonder how many people he's friends with as far as his staff goes. But it's a point where we're vulnerable to rapid industry change. Oh. And whether it's like, you think about Anheuser-Busch, like I did a tour of that earlier this year and they were talking to us about how many people used to actually be in there. And now there's only one person that manages each like huge, massive yeah. line in there. And it used to be, I mean, dozens of people. So things are changing and people are oh. going to need to adapt or they're going to lose their fucking jobs. I mean, people well, are going to lose jobs to robots yeah, well, I mean, I think it goes back to the minimum skill set, yeah. minimum wage podcast that we did. It's really, if you're not actively trying to grow, you're pretty much fucked because robots will come and take yeah. those lower level jobs. Not all of them, obviously, but, yeah. but I a mean, lot of them. Right now, I mean, I'm, you guys know this. I mean, there's it, like, I mean, I made, I made a post about it on Instagram yesterday. Like if you're, if you don't have a job right now, it's literally because you don't want to work. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> there's literally no excuse for somebody not to be working right now. So sheer laziness. Yeah. No, and you can tell that. Like if you've gone and and I try to be super empathetic about it, but if you go into restaurants, oh. majority of the service is just shit. And you, I've, you got to understand that they're understaffed, yeah, right? Yeah. Like to a certain level, right? There's only so much you can take in terms of like disrespect or like wrong orders will happen or whatever. 
But like, it's just going on everywhere. It took me a minute to realize, I was like, why is the service so shitty? And it's because nobody wants to fucking work. And I feel the same way as you. And you have to like tip the hat to those people. Like, at least they're You're fucking here. here. You're fucking you here. Know? Yes. So. Yeah. And I think we're all kind of the same way. And yeah, when it comes to that, it's like, even if I have like a bad whatever, it's like, if these are, this is before COVID bullshit. Like, if you're not tipping 20%, like, you're Whoa. a fucking cheap ass. I 20%. knew you wouldn't. 20%? I knew oh Brad was not nah, tipping I'm anywhere near. Cheap ass, 20% is easiest to calculate. Yeah. That's probably like 22 and a half or something. Matt has here. to get his calculator <laughs> yeah. out every time. Yeah, well, I got a spreadsheet that's gonna that's, that's gonna show just, what they're scoring. The we have a meeting. <laughs> we meet on How it many once a week. Did they refill my beverage? Yeah, yeah. an extra percent. Yeah, there's eleven different points that they can score on. So, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, they can achieve up to one hundred and ten percent tip. Is what yes. you're saying? Yeah, exactly. Damn. So, um, with with you know saying, hey, jack of all trades might be the better play. I also think that the brain. And correct me if I'm wrong. I wish we had a fact checker here, but we're uh, Sal. Where the fuck you at, dude? We're not fuck set you, up Sal. psychologically to be able to multitask. For right? sure. Yes. So that's you proven. know, I think yeah. I think that's that's where you have to be careful. Is like that's fine. You can know how to do a lot of different things yeah. and be valuable in a lot of different areas. But if you try to switch that focus too often, I think it's detrimental. Like for example, whenever. I launched an app, right? And I was spending time here and I was spending time on my business and then I was spending time on that business. And then, I, you know, those businesses did not align at all yeah. and it hurt both the businesses. For sure. Yeah. Right? So instead of mastering the one business that made me all the money um, and, and fucking with this business that really didn't make me any money. Um, it was fun though, right? It, well, I mean, I learned a lot, right? So I, I guess that's, I want to throw that out there to kind of counter... The, the yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I think if you're going to yeah. dedicate time to something, when when you are there, be 100% present in what that thing is. I mean, dude, I feel like just looking for houses right now, I'm like, my wife's like sending me this shit all day long. I'm like, I don't have time for this. Like, and it's like the most asshole thing to say, but it's like, I'm busy right now. Like, we'll talk about it later, but like, I, I can't answer your phone call about a fucking house at like one o'clock right now. Like, I'm at fucking work. Yeah. And like, cause like that 10 minutes of like having a conversation about it is like, almost 30 minutes lost of like shop time where I'm like fucked in the head. Yeah. So. I fucking love it though. I love <laughs> looking for houses, like looking for like the house hunt is I'm fucking addicted. I, I'm to the point now where I can only set, like I have to set hours for it because it'll, it'll like set, set like a certain hours of the day. <laughs> but how do you turn do it off? Right. Yeah. Because like whenever I get super passionate about something, it's like all I fucking think about until I'm exhausted. And then I finally like fade away from that. So it's more about setting up what's important around it. So it's like, I I found myself the other day, like, I guess it was yesterday, two days ago, um, like worried more about that than like our shit, <clears throat> like at work. And I was like, I can't fucking do this. So I'm like, develop this checklist of like shit that I have to do before I dive into anything. But it, it is like, this is the- But it's hard, right? Because even thing. if you're working on the other shit, it's still on your You're mind. still thinking about that. So it's hard to do 100% at one thing. But I do think, well, I, 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 but to me, that like is a sign of like a true entrepreneur, I think. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's, you get an idea, you think yeah, about like, it, you obsess over it. Yeah. Everything else is kind of like, you want to understand every fucking aspect of it. Does this make sense? Is it viable? All that. And then you dive in, how do I get this done? And, and while you're doing all that, <laughs> you got this other thing. Yeah. yeah. The thing that actually makes you well, money. <laughs> yeah. Right. But 
that's that said, it's like the more and more I've been thinking about this, the more I do want a real estate company. Like I want like, and I can put in people and systems you have in the place. Face for real estate, I have a face for real estate, right? Like Just I super could, super punchable. Like I could see you. No, <laughs> like, like I could like see like a, you on a billboard. Uh, Thanks. Was that a compliment? That's I don't know how to take that. I could see you running those <laughs> seminars. Yeah. How to do arbitrage. Just don't do the spank Airbnb picture on the billboard. Don't do the... I think that's the only way that you get deals is if you put your abs. Call yourself Spank Bank Matt. <laughs> that's a dumb fucking name. That's such a fucking bad name. Spank Bank Real Estate. He should have to change his Instagram name to that. For I mean, week. if there's not something if you, called we, Spank If Bank we lose a challenge, we never follow through with our shit on challenges. No, we don't. <laughs> it's fun to talk we about. We show up, though. Yeah. We show up here. That's, that's the important part. Uh, so, anything else that we want to touch on in terms of jack of all trades, master of none? I feel like it's it's a very fine line, right? Like, it's it's a... It's too gray to really know what's right and what's wrong. Dan's obviously checked out. He's checking his text messages. So is is this the I, point? I've that seen we... if you text me a picture shirtless. <laughs> Did you delete it? Hey, should we? If we have that, we should totally since, throw it up. Since on Sal didn't show up on his first day of his internship, the next next week, should we live interview him on the podcast? Yes, one hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. Welcome. Cool. I'd be such a great interviewer. I'll tell him that. I want him to be nervous for my question. No, you shouldn't tell him that. You should just have it. It should be a surprise. Well, he'll listen, so he'll know. Well, well he might not listen quick enough. He mm-hmm. might He might not get there in time. That's true. We'll see what happens. Okay. So we won't day. say anything. Yeah. And we'll see what happens. I do have I do have one more thing. So I mean, we were talking about all these different streams of revenue and stuff like that. The, the TED Talk that I listened to uh, today was this guy, Nicholas Grundy, some German guy from 20... The uh, TED Talk was from 2016 and was just talking about how... Like you, you want to have all these streams of income, right? And he called himself uh, a, a jack of all trades and a master of some. Um, and with the idea being that if you have these multiple streams of revenue, if they can be intertwined in some way, like Dan, like you were saying, the stream, like your streams of revenue, like the app might not have aligned with your other jobs. So they didn't like feed into each other. So if you can find something that's feeding into like each thing, like maybe from a recruiting standpoint, maybe you're doing something more with mortgage. I, I don't know exactly what that would look like for you guys, but some sort of other industries that kind of feed into each other would be a good idea. Plus, if you have take something like COVID, let's say you have someone who's like a restaurant owner and they also have a construction company and then they have, let's say, just three other businesses that all feed into each other. Obviously, COVID fucked the restaurants completely. And for people that had homes, they were constantly getting work done to their houses and things like that. If you have five different streams of income, something like COVID happens, you lose one of those businesses. All right, you're back to 80%. You can build that up a lot easier than these people who have a job where their department goes bankrupt or you have, uh, whether it was a restaurant or let's say even a like a department head of some sort of company that thrives off of face-to-face interaction. They can't do anything virtual. They lose that. They're fucked. They have nothing that they can do and they go from 100 to zero uh, constantly trying to figure something out. So being a master of some of those or the way that this guy put it was a master of uh, a master of stability and then or a mas- basically a master of your own life. So I thought it was really interesting. Maybe it's something that we can... Um, yeah, Dan and I have talked about this before as far as like acquiring other businesses. Like we, you need to be specific that they're going to provide value to your current business. Otherwise, it's like if it's something so far disconnected, it's hard to But I, I think the thing is, is that if a business can run itself without you there, then fine. Yeah. You know, otherwise, I mean, 
the, the most amazing entrepreneur to me is Elon Musk because he runs like fucking five companies that are all not related, but he does have people in place that can run those companies, you know, but if, if you look at Andy Frisella, you know, his core business was, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to have the supplement superstores, right? And then from there, I now have distribution. So I'm going to start creating um, supplements and then yep. putting that inside my store. So mm-hmm. that was aligned with his business. Then I'm going to start creating apparel or whatever. And then he has this machine that runs and that makes him great money. And now he can start investing into companies that either run themselves already, our investments, yeah. things like that. You know, I recently invested in a company that, you know, we'll see what happens. I could lose everything or I could make good money. We'll find out, but it runs itself. I don't have to worry about it. And so, um, I think that once you start building up, then you can get into those not aligned activities. But I think that as you build up, at least from my experience, it's super important to make sure that they're aligned. Otherwise you just lose focus on one of them and it's hard to keep, it's hard to be a master of two, right? So yeah. Yeah. To dedicate the full time. So that was good. Um, I think that's a, a good spot to end. You guys got anything before we roll out? Nothing. Cool. Thanks for listening guys. Uh, be sure to, if you guys have any suggestions on topics, um, shoot us a, a DM on Instagram. We're more than happy to to address different, I don't know, shit. We, I feel like we've, we've just about tapped out on a lot of things. But um, yeah, join us next week and we'll be interviewing if Sally. You guys, if you guys could go we'll, on we'll Apple for us. Like, oh. If you listen on Apple Podcasts and... I mean, if it, as long as it's a good review. And you've made it this far. And it's like five stars, at least, minimum. If you could just hit, you know, do that for us, that'd be great. And write a, just Dan, a you just, review. You just fucked up the ending of this podcast. Now I got to say, hey, guys, well, uh, I doubt yeah, anybody's listening right listen to <laughs> Listen to Dan. Uh, if you're out there and have any questions for us, obviously hit us in the DMs, write us a review. Otherwise, we appreciate you, and we'll see you all next week. Dan, did you want to say something before we go again? Happy Scorpio season. No, I'm good. Okay. (laughs) See you guys. See you. Later.